Hi everybody, how you doing tonight? What? Am I on? Yeah, Can anybody hear me okay? Yeah. Sweet. How's everybody doing tonight? Hi everybody, welcome to Interpretations of the Force. Uh, this is a panel where we're going to discuss the Force in varied, uh, various uh, interpretations. Uh, so before we get started, I'd like to introduce everybody. My name is Sean Rosado. Uh, I am an avid Star Wars fan. Uh, so uh, without further ado, I'm going to go to my left all the way to the end. So introduce yourself, sir, and then we'll just go down the line. Hey, I'm Riley. Uh, I do the Star Wars Report podcast website, and I'm a generally awesome... Hey, one guy. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, I like Star Wars. I'm Bethany. I also do stuff for the Star Wars Report. Yes, I am his sister. And I'm here to have a good time tonight. <laughs> All right! <laughs> I'm Michael Morse. Uh, I actually am a member of the 501st, and I do a podcast called Cloud City Casino. Uh, it's actually on the Star Wars Report network, which, you know, the main show's been going down ever since uh, they got a producer. <laughs> Who's not paying attention at all. <laughs> I'm producing right now. See, see what I'm talking about? That's terrible. <laughs> terrible. Oh. So the idea here was... Um, this this panel was an idea that I had years ago that I've been begging Brandy to let me do because I had gotten into an intense argument on another Star Wars panel uh, in the early days when SWAT DC uh, had first started here, and uh, I had basically gotten into an argument about the fact that I thought that the Jedi were very similar to Buddhist monks. And people were like, no, that's horrible. And it was like a 30-minute diversion into this territory. And ever since, I'm like, we should talk about how different people uh, interpret the Force, people who are Force users, and how that actually has reflected in our own personal views and just how other folks will take care of it so I'm actually kind of curious you know how do you guys see the force you know I would love to kind of hear what you feel the force is do you feel it's more mysticism do you feel there is some room for <clears throat> metachlorians uh, uh, and, and do you feel that there is any specific uh, uh, religion or faith or, or mysticism that is very heavily seen inside of it so I, I'll go left and then we'll just work our way down how's that sounds good sounds like a plan sweet uh I guess, you know, you know, Sean, it's interesting that you put it that way because so much of the force for me, the first film I ever saw was The Phantom Menace. Mm -hmm. yeah, like, <laughs> like half the room is like, what? This is possible. No, we exist. We exist. It's yeah, awesome. absolutely. So the first film I ever saw in the Star Wars universe is introduced midichlorians. That's how I, I didn't get the, the Yoda speech. I got midichlorians. But for me, Sean, it was like, it was amazing to see Qui-Gon explain the living force and the idea that right. there's this establishment of two different views of the Force within the Jedi Order. Right. And there, and it, that always fascinated me. That's kind of how I always first saw the Force. Well, right, because, you know, the living Force is this, you know, entity, that this idea that the Force has an agenda, you know, that it's trying to, you know, carve a way for all living beings to live harmoniously. And then you have the more Yodaistic approach from the original trilogy, which is like this passive Force, which is the Force is life, the life of all things work together, and sometimes life screws up, you know? And, and I've always been more of a Qui-Gon guy, you know? Um, but there's a lot to be said for Yoda. How about you, Bethany? So, being siblings, we both saw the Phantom Menace first. Mm -hmm. So, very, very similar story. And as somebody who did grow up with the Phantom Menace being my first Star Wars film, I actually never fully understood why people got so upset about midichlorians. So, <laughs> if somebody wants to explain that. Well, I think the big thing is, is you're sciencing Star Wars 
Which and it's like if you try to go down that road, you're gonna hit some problems. Like, well, I mean, okay, look, because well, there's fire in space, or you know, tie fighters go meow, like you know, like those are issues. So it's yeah, when, yeah. it's like when you start trying to play with that, and it's like he's like, oh, and can you have this many midichlorians? Like, is that, that mean I want to be a Jedi? No, you have force diabetes. Yeah. yeah. Man. <laughs> You have way too many midichlorians. You're never going to like oranges ever again in your life. You know, I always tell people, it's kind of like Batman. The less you know about him, the more mysterious he is. But then eventually he's just a guy in a cape, right? You know, like he's the mother named Martha. With the mom. my mom's name too. Completely different panel. Sorry, that was my fault. But please, Michael, your interpretation. Oh, yeah. I mean, like... Uh, kind of what I was hinting at earlier. Yeah. That, you know, it's just to me, it's it's metaphysical. You know, like that's the thing. Uh, like I always kind of go to what Yoda says, where he's like, "Oh, it, the Force is, you know, it binds us, penetrates us. It's all around us. It's the rock, the tree." Because a lot of people, because <clears throat> that's one thing I was want to talk about a little bit later too, is kyber Please. crystals. And people are like, "Kyber crystals? They can't have feelings. They're not alive." And I'm like, <coughs> uh, "Excuse me." Uh, let's let's refer to Yoda. Yeah, he said the the Force is in the rock, so shut your mouth. Like, <laughs> kyber crystals are rocks. Yeah, but you have a question. How do you feel like the Force is molded throughout the two trilogies, as far as Anakin going to Darth Vader? Yeah, you were talking about how the Force is interpreted between the two trilogies. How the Force was kind of going on a darkward bent during the prequels, and then maybe it was leaning more light during the original trilogy. You want to get our thoughts on that? Yes. Ballpark. All right, cool. Uh, how about we start left and we'll just work this way, yeah? You know, it's interesting because I think as much as we uh, focus on midichlorians, uh, one thing I love about the prequels and Qui-Gon Jinn's character when he talks about the living forces, I think it does connect quite nicely into the events of The Empire Strikes Back. Because, like, the whole point of Yoda's instruction is that he kind of ultimately fails Luke Skywalker. Like, as a mentor, he's mm -hmm. supposed to be the one who prepares him to defeat the Emperor. And his version of that is like, all right, forget any of your friends, forget anything else, we're gonna go back to the traditional way, you have gotta be the right age, we're gonna do the right training program, you gotta get on the right diet, you gotta I get to some sweet rides on your shoulder, <laughs> then we're gonna be ready to go. But that's not what ultimately saves the day at the end of Return of the Jedi, it's Luke's decision making. Kind of, kind of falling back into the the old Jedi ways, where we we see what went wrong with the Jedi Order in the prequel trilogy, and that's one reason why one of those oh if only Qui Gon had lived discussions, mm. uh, where where Qui Gon I think was going to get to the point where attachments wouldn't be forbidden because you are supposed to love all things. And if, if you think about it, Anakin's problem with attachments was never the fact that he loved Padme or he loved his mother. It was the fact that he, in some ways he wanted to own them. They were his mother, his wife. Right. And he didn't want anybody else to, to have anything to do with him. And he didn't want to lose them because he was selfish, not because he was loving. Because in the end... It, it was pretty much his fault that he lost Padme. I mean, Yoda was right about the fear part, definitely. Yeah, definitely Absolutely. right about the fear part. Yeah. But Qui-Gon, if, if we recall, is the person who speaks about the living force in every creature as well. And we remember him as being the person who is patient, who's noticing what's going on, and yet can also focus on the present moment. I'm going to kind of jump around that, but to uh, kind of get back to what I think you were talking about before too, um, which is, I think, you know, we get a lot, especially I think we get more about the Force in the prequels than we did initially in the original trilogy, but where we're really getting a lot of stuff 
uh, was like Clone Wars mm-hmm. and uh, Rebels. And, you know, I think a lot of that, like uh, specifically the Mortis arc yeah. and, you know, with the Bindu. And I think there's, there's a lot of that um, because I hate this whole idea of the Grey Jedi. Like, it's just like, I can shoot force lightning and choke people, but also be a good guy and awesome. And it's just like, that's great, dude. You're so OP. But, you know, it's like, there's no drawbacks. I don't have, it's like, no, like there's, there's reason for that. There's, there's always consequences in life. And, you know, when you, when you do certain things, there, there's going to be these consequences. And, you know, a lot of that, like we, we even saw with, you know, Luke and losing the hand mm-hmm. and everything, you know, he, you know, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I did that. Now I don't have a hand. Never again will I have a hand, you know? So, yeah, fortunately he lived in a time where they could give him a fake one. He's like, eh, okay, lesson learned. <laughs> but it, but it really didn't hold up very well because now it's like all robotic like, right, 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 right. But we do understand that, or we do have a middle. And like so we, we sort of get that with the Bindu, but the, the thing is, I think it has a lot to do more of, uh, kind of like we were talking about before, as far as action and, and inaction. Mm. And, you know, like, like talking about with Luke, like at that time, he, it was his destiny to not act. Yeah. To be like, nope, I ain't doing this. Right, exactly. You know? And, but it was, Vader's like, oh yeah, that's right, I'm the chosen one, bye! You know, yeah, so like seriously, like wouldn't it have been funny they'd have just, because it never happened in Star Wars, it's just not editing this way. They flash back to him as a kid and they go, you're the chosen one, he goes like, <gasps> like just one long, protracted Vader breath in, like he gets it all of a sudden, <laughs> like, <gasps> <laughs> Everything flashes, and then he just throws them over. Like, so oh, my kind of like that. in uh, Signs, where it all like clicks at the end. Yeah, <laughs> like swing away. So yeah, so I, I think that's that's the thing, and especially talking about you know when we talk about all the different elements, the the balance of the force. Mm-hmm. You know, I, to me, that's that's what it means. You know, sort of to be in the middle, not awesome powers from both sides and being super cool. One thing I've always thought was interesting is this idea that the dark side, the idea of using force lightning and and basically aggressive actions is something that is in the middle, like it can be justified. And one of the things that happened early on, way before we started getting all this expanded universe was we had role playing games like West End Games and then later on Wizards of the Coast took control of it. And they talked about the fact that Lucas in his notes referred to the the force as being this all consuming energy and the dark side being the corruption. The dark side was never part of the force. Force lightning, stuff like that, came from the dark side, whereas the force itself is a fairly benign thing, which is why you see Jedi in general, they don't force push organic people. They'll force push droids all day long, you know, but in general, they don't actually use aggressive actions. And I always thought it was interesting that this interpretation that there is a middle ground somehow is you can still use the dark side a little bit and it'd be okay, even though we've been told by multiple Jedi masters, no, 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 the light side is all, dark side will mess it all. So um, the force yes. is capable of moving things. It also has some um, psychic properties that mm-hmm. you can kind of read into what's going to happen in the future. Right. And there's also uh, the energy that you can output through your fingertips and many other things. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, given all of those things that the force is capable of, what do you guys think the method of action is of the force? Is it a subatomic force? I, I hope I'm not getting too granular with the details. No, I, no. Yeah, as far as like how the physical transaction goes, I mean, I always like to just kind of go magic. I mean, it is the force yeah. after all, but if you needed like a physical representation of it, I mean, he's probably using his mind to stimulate the atoms to create some kind of friction that creates electricity. It's probably all psychokinetic in some fashion. Um, it is what the plot <laughs> dictates it. Yeah, right. Some background for my question, because there seems to be some confusion. Are the Chlorians 
are not causing the force. Right. Minotaurians yes. are sentient, microscopic creatures that live on things to, basically they're an interface for the force. The mm -hmm. force is independent. If there were no minotaurians, the force would be every bit as powerful and out there. Nobody could interact with. They're like AT&T right. for the <laughs> So that is a very important difference. So what Yoda said and what he said, there's no real difference between that. Yeah, I know, but that's also... just attracted people yeah. who have more force potential or more right. things that have more force potential. They are attracted to it. Right. And these stories are particularly in Clone Wars, like we were talking about. Sure. With the father and the son and the daughter and you know their, their force interactions and then in the ones that Netflix did they go more right. into that too if you want to follow up on that but my question is sure. what you guys feel when everybody says the force wills it the force tells me what if it's just nasty little midichlorians mm. because they are sentient mm. and we only have the midichlorians word on what the force wants. Like the AT&T signal. You know, yeah, like, yeah they literally. It, it, they don't work sometimes. Well, but they're sentient. It's not a signal. They're not just bringing it in. They are sentient, thinking, opinionated creatures. The evil corporation are, is messing with us. They're like a priesthood between Are they like the... Are, this is, like, this maybe is exactly the bacteria. what I was talking about and why you never introduce science into Star Wars. Right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean... The end is like, Minifloreans are people! Right. What we don't know is that they're actually not in a spin-off film which is like the inside out of Star Wars. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and there's like just a midichlorian just screwing with Vader on the inside. Feel bad, feel bad, feel bad. You know, just... Um, <laughs> you pulled the wrong lever. He got his legs chopped off. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know what? Yes, I want to see that fan film. I wish I had a complete gear shift from that last time. <laughs> right. You know, this, this concept of the intent of the Force in general, I, I genuinely don't believe it's the microorganism making a decision. But you see it in Kyber Crystals. There's a clear a connection there. You've seen a huge expansion of it in the Clone Wars, in Rebels. Um, Baze lives his entire life around this, this concept of the intent of the Force. So I'm just going to pull that grenade pin, lob it to you guys, uh -huh. kind of discuss the idea that there's a will, but not necessarily a will that always guides it along the correct path with no pitfalls. I think a lot of times that um, it's it sort of even kind of goes along with like religion if we're like oh if there's a god then why did this happen it's like all things you know like the whole things everything happens for a reason there's a bigger plan type of situation so you know it's like what this is not what the prophet prophecy said it's like, no prophecy said he's gonna bring balance he didn't say anything about like not a thousand people dying along the way you know like yeah we had this bad stuff but we had to get to the good stuff um, but I, I think that with that, you know, the Force does have its will, and especially like in new canon, like you mentioned, uh, Kyber Crystals. Um, and, and this is, I, I love this so much that they're, we're getting away from the sciencing of Star Wars. You know, beforehand it's like, well, why is all Sith's lightsabers red? They're like, oh, well, because theirs are synthetic. They're fake. And it's like, what were they doing? It's like sitting there going, okay, uh, uh, Anakin, what you got to do here? I mean, Darth Vader, uh, you got to add this this much of the chemical and blah, 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 and make the thing. And it's like, but, but. I like blue, you know, and it's like, it's like, no, but I only know the recipe for red. And then it's like, looks like, I found the recipe for green, you know, and like, that's ridiculous. But if it's like, no, lightsabers, like everyone has their own crystal and it calls to them because it's, it's the will of the force. But once you, as we know, like Sith at the dark side, it's all about, 
you know, um, implementing your will onto the force, um, and and you're you're corrupting it. And how how crystals now are is like, nah, dude, you made that thing bleed. Like it was supposed to go to that Jedi, but you stole it. And now, like, I was going to be blue. Yeah, yeah, it's like I was going to be blue. And actually, um, actually, was getting beforehand. E.K. Johnson, who uh, wrote Ahsoka, was heading out the door. I'm like, I have a question for you. I'm like, come here. Um, so this is like, like we we actually see in um, in Rebels that Ahsoka has white lightsabers, but you know we've only had uh, blue, green, and red, and purple because Sammy J had to have his. But um, purple is. But now we have white, which which we know or, or clear, which we know is the original color of Kyber crystals. And the the whole thing there, which I mean, you know, like we get the whole like, oh well, she, you know, she sort of left the order, or whatever, as far as you know, symbolically, but also. It was a purification. She actually, those crystals were meant for someone else. That, uh, uh, oh, I can't even think of what they are. The, the, the evil forces. Inquisitor. Inquisitor. The Inquisitor. Yeah, there the Inquisitors, we go. Yeah. Words are so hard. Um, but, you know, he, he actually, he stole those crystals and, and he bled them. But when she took them back, you know, she sort of, uh, you know, she liberated them. She actually, um, Purified them, yeah. And, and as we know, like we, we always think of white as uh, you know as pure color, and so like I, I really really like where they're going with you know like so with the, the kyber crystals and it being an extension of the will of the force. Well, you know, Michael, um, that actually goes back to something before Lucas around episode one said there are only blue and green lightsabers, and then of course the Sammy J asterisk, right? Right. It right. used to be pretty well you know uh, accepted in the expanded universe that when a Jedi picks their crystal and they basically bond with it to create their lightsaber, their essence taints the crystal. Mm-hmm. So, and it's not taint in a bad way. It's, you know, some people, their their aura their aura is more blue, their aura is more green. So you would have yellow lightsabers, purple, you'd have the whole gamut of colors. But red would always be the Sith because red is the selfishness part mm-hmm. of you. And of course, to be a Sith, you've got to be all about the self. You know, so, and I mean, so it lines up with that idea. So I like that that stuff is coming back because I would love to see yellow lightsabers. You know, I would love to see like a whole gamut of colors. And I, I always thought it was a shame that like especially imagine episode two right there in the middle of geonosis right just just a rainbow of colors popping up man i would have just oh i'd have lost it i would have had a seizure yeah right no, i mean it would have been great i mean i would have had a good seizure it would have been a happy seizure for me <laughs> right no um i'm sorry but yeah no 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 but did anybody else want to add to that or yes yeah okay totally add to that. please uh so i think one thing that we're neglecting to examine in the part in the panel is the fact that as rabid Star Wars fans, we are going to over over digest all of this. So when we find out about the the, the evil midichlorians, or when we find or when the Tie Fighters go <laughs> through space, you know this is that stuff is not where how Tie Fighters. Are. <laughs> uh, that that was your cue. Oh, Riley. Riley. <laughs> that was worse. I have no idea what's happening right now. If anybody, well, I, I got no. Just accept it, people. But, like, it, when, you know, we hear all is as the Force wills it. And we hear about the Metachlorians. And I think you can add some science to Star Wars. And as fans, we can over-dissect it and argue about it. And say, well, this doesn't make sense. Or this does make sense. Or this isn't explained fully. I don't think everything needs to be explained. But I don't think it hurts for some of it to be explained and as fans we can realize you know what we're not going to get the full picture right sometimes magic is magic yeah i like that next question all right so i'm uh, probably going to follow up on the whole will of the force uh, discussion a little bit with, with respect <laughs> to Shirit and rogue one mm. um 
with Chirrut, his relationship with the Force seems to be that that's very different from the Jedi, where the Jedi is based on knowledge and mastery. Chirrut seems to be based more on absolute piety right. and the Force. And I'm kind of curious what your thoughts would be on the interpretation that what Chirrut does in his interactions with the Force, whether they're more him actively using the Force or the Force actively using Chirrut. Well, I think there's something to be said, and I know that it had to be a pun that they thought about it, but Chirrut has blind faith, both literally and, you know, uh, 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 metaphorically, you know, and it is, he is trusting that fate will guide him, the fate being the force. And I definitely think that there is something to be said for the fact that the Jedi analyzing it, coming up with midichlorians, learning how to do blood swaps, they, they at some point kind of lost just listening out for it. You know, I think Yoda is probably a rarity in the Jedi Order at the time that Anakin was brought in. I think that a lot more of them were far more analytical than, say, a Qui-Gon or a Yoda-like character. Um, I mean, do, do you guys agree? I mean, do you think that uh, it was still uh, uh, something far more mystical that might have gotten lost? Or do you think that uh, uh, it might have been just the fact that the, the Force is actually driving them? Everybody look at me. Uh, sure. You know, I think I think that especially because it it's, it's it was so different in Rogue One to see it not through the traditional Jedi Knight, and it was a lot more of a sort of passive monk-like approach, and I did really like that. My ma biggest takeaway was just like sitting there every time I watched the movie, just seeing him stumble towards the communication oh. plant, and I just wanted him to reach out and just to see the switch. Yeah. And it ah. Oh. So I mean, uh, I'm just gonna keep warning that. <laughs> we know way less about Shirit, I think, yeah. than we might think. Bear with me, I'm gonna ask a question. Oh, I'm gonna make a statement about Metaphorians and the fate. Um, in Darth Plagueis, the novel, mm -hmm. uh, it suggested that, this is a bit of a spoiler alert, so. Well, I mean, it's been, what, about 10 years since that yeah, novel came out, right? So, yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been a while. It's only later. Yeah. So, um, it's gonna make a joke. It suggested that, in an attempt to create some kind of, like, all-powerful dark side entity yeah. through the Force, the midichlorians, like, backlashed at, at Plagueis yeah. and created Anakin. Right. Um, I didn't have that much, like, exposure to the Force, or to the midichlorians as, like, sort of a separate entity from the Force, but mm -hmm. also kind of controlling fate, in a way. Right. Um, before I read that, so that really changed my, my view of Metaclory. Mm -hmm. And I just said my question's gone. That's okay. But I mean, seriously, like, I mean, I mean, no, I mean, I've actually heard that theory a lot, which is, I mean, they even kind of hint at it in Revenge of the Sith that somehow Darth Plagueis trying to become immortal for all time and be the ultimate Sith was, you know, the the, the catalyst that caused the midichlorians to to get Shmi just, inst you know, the, 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 the Immaculate Conception. Um, so, yeah, just knocked. I was trying not to say knocked up. I was trying not to. <laughs> we all know. Yeah, you know, she, she, she you know, she, she got forced babies um, so uh, but yeah I mean that that is something that I've heard quite often and I mean it's as you know a rational thought as anything else that happens in Star Wars I mean I don't see any reason why it can't work I mean does anybody else kind of think it it couldn't happen I mean with what we know I think it just goes back to the balance of the force. yeah balance of the force yeah absolutely so yeah I think that totally works he did that with his mouth. I don't know how you did that, man. That's amazing. He's really He's good. Like, He's really good. <laughs> Thank you, Star Wars app. Um, so this is my interpretation. You can tell me if I'm wrong. That's not how the Force works. <laughs> so the number of midichlorians you have determines uh, how much you can sense the Force and how much you can control it. The Force is an invisible 
a strong thing that surrounds every living and dead rock, tree, animal, whatever. So I always thought of the force like a force of nature, like let's say gravity, which is a very strong force of nature, but does not have an evil or a good or a will. So when we humans interact with the force, and let's say you have many corns so that you can do that, concepts of good and evil come from people, from sentient beings, not from nature. So when we interact, when, when Jedi and Sith interact with the Force, they're putting their own spins on it so that they believe, oh, I have a concept of good, and when I do good things with the Force, then that is the light side. When I do bad things with the Force, that is the dark side. And there is actually no light side and dark side in the Force. It's just our interpretations of our actions of what we do with, with the Force and our feelings as we interact with the Force and how that, that you know. Honestly, the, I, the issue I think with that is just that we've seen enough uh, indications that the Force does have a will, a will, a wheel, will, um, and uh, yeah, I don't know it does have a prejudice. Really weird it has a prejudice one way or the other. Right. Yeah. And um, I mean, specifically when we see things like Force backs, which uh, you know were added in in the Force Awakens, where. You know, it, it's they're obviously you know, like we said, um, how lightsaber crystals will call to a certain person or whatever. They, it, it clearly has some intention uh, in a way that it wants to go, and I, I think that's. Yeah, I mean that the person could be calling the crystal subconsciously, and it could maybe it's not the force that's pushing it towards you. It's like. Your well, the thing is, how do you be. subconsciously call for something that you have no no knowledge of? Like that just. You know what? I, I, <laughs> See this once yeah. again. This is why you decide. Okay, well you know what? And it all is a no. no. I'm going to go back to the original answer. No. Uh, but no. Okay, we only have five minutes left. I want to get the last five questions. We're going to do rapid fire responses. Basically, we're going to just like kind of shoot at you. So uh, we're going to go. So let's hear it. Um, I really love the exchange about uh, how the mechanisms and the explanation of how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to a more literary, literary approach that the force is a narrative mirror for how we approach life and death. Um, and that there's room for- This has got really heavy. Yeah. yeah I really can't trust any of the narrators because they're just seeing one piece of it. Right. So it, there's room mm -hmm. for all of it yeah. in the Star Wars universe, and that's why this is so fun. But you've also given us a reason to now use the answer for all time. George Lucas said so. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Next. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much. I started out by saying how you had this big sidetracking thing about how you thought that um, the force was like. Yeah, that'll be the after show. <laughs> so I always feel like it's a different interpretation depending on the movie, but definitely with Rogue One, mm -hmm. um, specifically with Kira and Baze, that it's very much, and getting biblical here, the book of Ruth with. Um, Based, actually coming back to the faith because yep. of his relationship with Chiru and his love for his you know friend and th that's the point where he starts getting very strong. Mm -hmm. I would argue that Bay probably was more force sensitive, but that's a different story. Okay, but definitely possible. Yeah, but I know. Like I just wanted to ask real quick what you thought was the closest basis for the force with any world religion. So. Well, I mean, uh, Luke, Luke, didn't Lucas say like he was the greatest hits like religion? Yeah, greatest hits? yeah, so, it kind of is. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, it's it, he kind of pulled from everywhere. I mean, he did a lot of research and you know he cherry picked. Yeah, what's up? Oh, uh, really quick though, like to speculate going forward with especially how we're going to start seeing the Jedi. Okay, they're starting to become a little bit more neutral. We might see the end of the Jedi. So you mentioned as uh, as in Buddhism. Yeah, and the idea, one of the ideas that I like to think of is a uh, mushe or uh, the removal of the self. Yes, something also in, in early Christian 
Gnosis, uh, mm -hmm. uh, the, the Gnosis, so that the Jedi, uh, they, they infused asceticism for the removal of the self that became arrogant and corrupt because they still had ego. Right. And that this is going to have us change our view of the Jedi no longer being a pure good. Uh, can you speculate on that? Do you think that we're going to see that in the next I definitely think we're going to see them as much more detached. I hope that they get more closer to that because I would love to see a Jedi who is truly able to see both sides of an argument and try to find the actual like center path through that, which is usually the best way. Dagobah is a planet in which the Force is strong. Yeah. And then future literature discusses other planets that tend to have a affinity for one side or the other, the dark or the light. Right, like the Dathomir planet. Right. Yeah, yeah. How does a planet have such a thing and then two is that still a corruption of the force in of itself because it seems like that planet would have to have been corrupted from kind of its get-go unless someone sat you know what yoda said on dagobah where yeah. luke goes into the the force cave and yeah he's like what's in there only what you bring with you exactly yeah you know so it's not like that force cave wasn't an evil place luke went in like loaded and he made it evil yeah and it's like oh well, of course, that's what I get. Right. Yeah. Me. Totally. So yeah, I think I think that's how you know it's the, the force is there, and it's whether or not uh, you corrupt and you you bring that to the right. table or not. Absolutely. Well, I think that's it. Thank you guys for being here.